4: Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. It is Tuesday. All right, uh, maybe too much excitement for a Tuesday, but I got news for you. Beautiful weather this week uh, on the air. We got Alan Dershowitz coming up later this week. Uh, later today, Shannon Dillon is going to be here. You know, uh, Henrico County, which used to be sort of the uh, the bell of the ball, right? Everybody looked at the West End, and so we got to go. We, we got to go to Henrico. Man, you you guys. Have got such crazy crime numbers now how much is homicide up hang on a second because I actually uh, a 74 percent increase in homicides in Henrico County in the last five years you know why Uh, because you're Commonwealth's attorney that's why because your Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico uh, Shannon Taylor is way more concerned with criminals than she is with victims of criminals (laughs) And uh, her opponent, uh, Shannon Dillon, is going to be with us at 535. So I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with her. And I'm going to remind you, I don't live in Henrico. So you might be thinking, hey, you have no right to say anything. All right, fair enough. I'm simply pointing out a few things for you if you are in Henrico. Same way I'm doing with the stuff down in Chesterfield. Good God almighty. Uh, the, uh, The incumbent Commonwealth's attorney down there. This uh, Stacey Davenport, what a complete and total embarrassment uh, she has turned out to be. Uh, I uh, would not vote for her if you were holding a gun to my head and given her lack of prosecution on a lot of crimes. Let me tell you, that becomes a distinct possibility, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of violent crimes now in Chesterfield that there didn't used to be. And you can uh, lay the uh, the blame square at her feet anyway. Uh, we'll be chatting with an uh, old buddy of mine from Chesterfield. Kevin Carroll is going to be with us at 335, retired uh, sergeant out of the Chesterfield County Police. He's the, uh, I think he's still the supervisor, right? I mean, the uh, uh, chairman of the Board of Supervisors in Chesterfield County represents Metolica, So we'll chat with him about some of the stuff going on down in Chesterfield. Up here in Hanover, I'm telling you, it's so easy. We've got one candidate running for sheriff, Colonel Dave Hines. And the reason we have one candidate running is because Dave Hines has done such an amazing job with the Hanover County Sheriff's Office, nobody in their right mind would even think of running against him. So that's an easy one. And for Commonwealth's attorney, my most difficult uh, challenge is learning how the heck you spell Babichenko, because uh, Mackenzie Babichenko is a great prosecutor and has been part of the CA's office, and she's running for Commonwealth's attorney, Trip Chalkley, who had been our Long time, Ca, has decided. Yeah, I've had enough. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go and have some fun and relax and uh, uh, just uh, in, enjoy life a little bit. So good for him. Anyway, all of that being said, we do have a lot that we will be dealing with. A few of the things are perhaps out of the ordinary, but I, I want to once again pay tribute to someone who you might ordinarily think would not be heralded on a conservative talk radio program right and then how how we always get described doesn't matter how we address things doesn't matter uh, what position what uh, what view of things we offer it's always a ah, conservative talk radio well let me be one of those conservative talk radio guys then who once again salutes democrat congressman Richie Torres, Uh, this guy from the Bronx is, in my opinion, one of the toughest dudes that I've seen in a long time. He is, again, in my opinion, wrong on so many of the issues. He is very much a, a liberal Democrat, and he doesn't make any apologies for it. But he's not a crazy leftist he's a liberal democrat and i've got to tell you i recognize liberal democrats i've grown to a point in my life where i'm not agreeing with them on much but i at least am am willing to say okay uh, you've got a, a a different perspective let's let's have a chat here but richie torres who is again a liberal democrat member of congress from the bronx is one of Of the leaders calling out the crazy people in his own party. Talking about Ilhan Omar, Democrat Hamas, uh, who, as you know, has been all over the idea that Israel and the Jews, well, we should just go away. If we all just went away, things would be better. Richie Torres is calling her out. Ilhan Omar is one of those who's leading the opposition to this uh, thing they call Iron Dome in Israel. Iron Dome is this defense system that is able to get uh, a lot of these, these rockets that are fired by the terrorists and, and intercept them in space. Yeah, maybe not in space, not deep space, but you know, uh, up, up in the atmosphere, so they're not causing as much uh, harm. Uh, Ilhan Omar, of course, says that's terrible, terrible, that Israel should not have the ability to do that. Which would say to me, she wants the terrorists to have the ability to fire these rockets indiscriminately and, and slaughter more innocent people. And Richie Torres says she's bat crap crazy. He's actually calling her out. And he says... That Iron Dome has actually saved the lives of not just Israelis, but Palestinians. It's saved the lives of, of innocent people, of every religion. That's the other thing people forget. They talk about Israel. And yes, it is the Jewish state. It's the Jewish homeland. But it's also the only nation in the Middle East where you are free to practice any religion you want openly. And there are so many in Israel, be they Jews or Muslims or Christians or Druze or Hindus or Buddhists, who are involved in service, who are proud to be Israelis, and they're not interested in the uh, the barbarism, the savagery of Hamas. So, anyway, I just... I am in a situation where, as you know, I feel compelled to call balls and strikes. And if somebody who is hitting it out of the park happens to be a liberal Democrat, then by all means, I will happily salute them. And I salute Congressman Richie Torres. Uh, This reminds me, I've got a number of folks who will well well, we'll be engaged in a very serious discussion about all of the issues of the day. It's happening with Politics and Pints. That's right, Politics and Pints presented by Chronic Care of Richmond. We've been doing this for five years now. If you have friends who have been to one of the prior Politics and Pints, I'm sure they've shared with you just how much fun it is, how raucous it is. Uh, some of the things that are said are... Well, they're said, and they're said out loud, and sometimes, oh my gosh, uh, people are, I don't want to say upset, but they're taken aback. But it's like, you know what, this is, this is raw and brutal and honest. It's me, it's John Reed, it's Howard Gutman. Gary Hess, wonderful guy, does his best to keep everybody, you know, there's separate corners when necessary. But we're doing it again, we're getting the band back together, if you will. It is Wednesday, November the 1st, 7 p.m. It's at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Uh, It is on track, as each of these Politics and Pints events have been through the last five years, to be a sellout. So, if you want to join us, and I'm telling you, you really do want to join us, go right now to NewsRadioWRVA.com, NewsRadioWRVA.com. Get yourself a ticket or two. Got some friends that want to come along with you. Get an extra ticket or two for them. Uh, Remember, it includes not just the show. You're going to have great seats at the Beacon. There's not a bad seat in the place. And, of course, the pints part. That's a vital part of politics and pints presented by Chronic Care of Richmond. It really is. It just uh, helps helps you get through some of those uh, intense discussions. Oh, and a very special treat this time, first time ever, uh, former Virginia Governor Doug Wilder is going to join us for just a couple of minutes at the beginning of the big event. And uh, then, because the governor's the governor, and he's, he's smarter than anybody else on the stage, he's going to exit so that uh, then... That John Reed and Howard Gutman and I can get uh, down and dirty and discuss some big nasty things. And keep your eyes on Gutman. Let me tell you, Gutman's one of those guys. He's almost always got a foreign object that he pulls out of his tights. He's he's, he's he chokes people too. But be on lookout for him. All right. Again, how do you get your tickets? Newsradiowrba.com. NewsRadioWRVA.com. That is the only way to get your tickets. Quick reminder about our text line, 833-804-1140. 833-804-1140. It is 315 Jeff Katz, NewsRadio WRVA. 321, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. We'll be uh, chatting with Shannon Dillon at uh, 535. Talk about this, this gigantic increase in homicides in Henrico County. What is going on in Henrico? Well, I can tell you what's going on in Henrico. It has nothing, believe it or not, it has nothing to do with the Henrico County Police Division. They're still out there doing their job. In fact, they they may very well be doing their job better than they've ever done their job. It's not the police division. It's the Commonwealth's attorney who, as most of us know, is really busy setting up a run for attorney general. And she's all about progressive left-wing ideology. Way more concern for criminals than victims of crime. So we'll, we'll chat with uh, Shannon Dillon at 535-833-804-1140. Uh, hey, Jeff, this is Jim from Hanover. You've got some really serious news reporters over there saying if Donald Trump was in office, it would be really bad now. I think these people are in absolute denial. If Donald Trump were in office, none of this would be happening go back and look at the 2020 debates, Trump laid it all out and it's all coming true. He's right again. Oh, make no mistake. We were we were moving towards complete peace in the Middle East with a couple of outliers. Nobody wants to give Trump credit for the Abrahamic Accords. Those were the first real peace agreements that that I've seen truthfully. In my lifetime since Begin and Sadat. I think that's the last time I saw something uh, that was that epic. We were just moments away from Saudi Arabia completely normalizing relations with Israel. So why would Hamas strike now? Why would Iran strike now? Because Joe Biden, the, the, the puppet presidential meat puppet strings being pulled by uh, a whole cast of obamatons said hey let's let's uh, loosen up all the restrictions on iran see iran has made 70 billion dollars since joe biden's been in office why well because unlike president trump who said you can't have them selling oil Biden said, of course, we're going to loosen it all up. And so Iran has been selling their oil and making huge money as a result of Joe Biden, which asks, really begs the question to me, how much is Joe Biden getting from that? In addition to that, Biden, again doing the bidding of Obama and his team, said, oh, this $6 billion that's sitting here in uh, United States um, custody, if you will. Yeah, we're going to give that back. Not to worry, and don't worry, there's no real restrictions. I mean, we'll we'll pretend there are. Look, Biden's a weak, weak, doddering old, pathetic excuse for a president. He he's just a, a, a deranged fool. But he's weak. That's the important part. Because he could be deranged and still sort of be strong. Cause you know what? There are a lot of people saying that, if you remember. ...about Donald Trump, right? They're like, well, I think he's nuts. But you don't want to mess with him. Right? There's some nuts people you go, whew, I'm staying away from him. And there are other people who are nuts that you you think, wow, somebody's got to help them because they're going to be taken advantage of. So even if Putin and the bad mullahs in Tehran and the rest of them thought that Donald Trump was nuts... They knew enough not to mess with him. These same people look at Joe Biden and see complete and total weakness. There's not a scintilla of strength in that man. There never was. He's always been a jackass. He's always been as dirty as they get. So really no shock with any of this, You got, let me see, it's 326. Okay, you've got uh, about nine minutes here before we reconvene with uh, Kevin Carroll. Perfect time to turn your attention towards NewsRadio, Get your tickets now for Politics and Pints, sponsored by, presented by my friends at Chronic Care of Richmond, Dr. Snyder and Janine, the whole team over there, Trish, they're just great people. Your only way to get tickets again, newsradiowrva.com. Now's the perfect time to head on over to the website, newsradiowrva.com. Get your tickets. Oh, and tomorrow we just uh, got all the details laid in. Uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz will be with us tomorrow afternoon. 326, Jeff Katz, newsradiowrva. Three 30, thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Tuesday. I'll tell you what. I'm um, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on at uh, We Think and Inc. Uh, I used to uh, be involved with them, and I know the original owner stepped away. But every time I pass them, they've got all sorts of uh, left-wing signs and uh, left-wing. Candidate signs, and now I'm hearing they're part of this uh, alleged book banned book nook thing. God, I'm I'm just gonna have to pop in and see what the heck's going on. It's very, very, very bizarre. It's probably one of the things we'll talk about at politics and pints presented by Chronic Care of Richmond.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
4: This idea that uh, school libraries have said, mm, "Now we probably shouldn't have pornographic books here. Doesn't seem to me to be all out of line. Seems, frankly, uh, quite responsible. We, as parents, look out for our kids, and uh, the idea that that's a bad thing just is uh, absolutely crazy. Quick reminder, though, if you would like to come out for Politics and Pints, presented by Chronic Care of Richmond, there's only one way to get your tickets, only one way, and that is to head on over to NewsRadio, WRVA.com, NewsRadio, Get yourself your tickets there. Coming up at uh, 535, Shannon Dillon. Will address the uh, out of control crime rate in Henrico. She'll do that at five thirty-five this afternoon, and then tomorrow, uh, Professor Emeritus Alan Dershowitz from Harvard University is going to be with us. If you missed our chat with Dinesh D'Souza yesterday, go and take a look at it. Take a take a listen to it. Newsradio wrva.com. Lots of big things going on down in Chesterfield and uh, one of the guys behind a lot of uh, what is going on is Kevin Carroll, retired sergeant from the Chesterfield County Police, a member of the board of supervisors and always good to uh, to welcome him to the program. Kevin, thank you for being here. Hey Jeff,
3: good afternoon. How's everyone today?
4: Well, I think we are we are all doing well. You are, uh, it seems, rather busy down there in uh, Chesterfield. What what what's up with you?
3: Well, we have a lot of good things going on. I think uh, tomorrow night at our board of supervisors meeting, we're going to have some information for the community about where the new high school is going to go, a little more definitive of what the plans are going to look like, what the timeline will look like. But you know, the Mag Green subdivision in the western part of Hull Street certainly one of the fastest growing subdivisions we have. Um, It's about 1,700 units that have come out of the ground there. And so we had to buy land uh, a couple of years ago uh, to rezone it. And uh, we've already broke ground on a brand new middle school, an an elementary school will follow, a public library, and, of course, now the high school in the same area. You know, when that case was designed or, or actually put in place in 91, it was supposed to have its own high school, middle school, and elementary school. Well, we didn't own the land. We can't put a school on a lane you don't own. So once we purchased it, we put these plans in place. We're going to have to spend a lot of money on fixing roads, uh, both on Audubon and Duval to make this work, and North-South Connect the Road. You know, we fixed uh, two out of the three bridges that would flood on Audubon Road. The last one should be done, uh, I would say, the first or second week of December. Uh, and so those road improvements that have been put in place are absolutely necessary, not just to service the people that live there, you know, when it rained, those people were trapped. We couldn't get public safety in to the save their lives because of the, because of the flood. Now we mm-hmm. can. Okay. Um, and now we'll have these great roads to service the now the students that are becoming in there on buses and cars. So uh, a lot going on. Um, you know, this yeah. board you know, worked together, uh, quite frankly, to, you know, put a bond referendum in place of $540 million, over $300 of that was for schools. And that's what's paying for uh, both the high school and the uh, elementary school and the library out there. So it's, Good collaborative effort with the with the board and with the school board.
4: Tell me a little bit about the growth because there there just seems to be an awful lot of uh, growth in terms of residential, but uh, new businesses coming to Chesterfield as well. So
3: there is uh, you know two big subdivisions, both Mag Green from ninety that was you know like I said passed in ninety one, and Harper's Mill, which was passed in two thousand. Those are the two big ones out in the western Port of Hall Street that are driving a lot of the traffic and part of what we need to do to you know alleviate it we have intersection improvements that are coming out on uh all of Hull street from commonwealth center parkway right all the way to wood lake but you know some people think i'm crazy when i say this but you have to change the traffic pattern of people and right now they only have four miles of road to shop between 288 and Otterdale road you know with the cosby village which is a new commercial a uh, product that's coming out of the ground that will have a Panera bread, it'll have a Chipotle, it'll have a Wong's taco, it'll have a bunch of things for the community. Right. So the people who live in those neighborhoods right there don't have to drive into the traffic. And if you put stuff for the West, you know, Mad Green is supposed to have commercial growth there, and they've never done it. And now we're holding them accountable and asking them to put the commercial growth in so they can put restaurants and shops out there so people who live in Mad Green and Hoppers Mill don't have to drive into that four-mile stretch, but truth of the matter is, we have to build the Polite Parkway extension. We we have to get that road built all the way to Hull Street. We're committed to doing that. We've actually funded the first leg uh, from Charter Colony to Woolridge Road. That's 180 million dollar promise to the community that we're keeping uh, for the first time in in history. Quite frankly,
4: why has that been delayed so long, Kevin? So
3: the county, for the longest time, didn't own the land, number one. So you can't put a road on land you don't own, even though it's dedicated. Um, and quite frankly, because it was a residential service road, um, you couldn't get the funding. Uh, and so even going back in history where a public-private partnership came out and looked at it, and, of course, those are the type of companies that put tolls on roads, even they said they wouldn't do it because they didn't think the trip generation would create enough revenue to make it worth their while. So they even pulled out. Um, so with the commercial growth that's been proposed uh, in the west of Port of Hull Street, now in the Upper Mag case, look, I I wanted commercial growth, not necessarily industrial growth. I wanted a hospital. I wanted to make sure we built a road from north to south. Um, so I voted no against that case, regardless of what anybody else says. Um, but now that it's not a residential road alone, it helps justify to get state dollars and federal dollars through the Commonwealth Transportation Board, through the General Assembly, through the CBTA, and even federal dollars. Uh, myself and Congressman Rob Whitman and the Secretary of Transportation, Chet Miller, uh, a couple of months ago flew over the whole area so we could show them the growth, show them the route of the road, and show them why we needed to get this road built to help alleviate the traffic problem we have in Western Hull Street.
4: Yeah. Uh, Kevin Carroll is joining us, member of the uh, Chesterfield County Board of Supervisors, represents the uh, the Betoica District. Uh, talk a little bit about this new. High school, because you were talking about the entire process there, not just the high school, but a middle school, a library. Uh, I'm going to assume some sort of public safety infrastructure as well in that area.
3: Sure. There actually is a proposal uh, that was approved in the bond referendum as well for a brand new Western police station, uh, a brand new rebuild of the Ettrick Matoka company 12 fire station, a brand new police station on the Lothian Turnpike to replace the Providence Road station, which was an old Bill's barbecue. We've been working out of that for years. Um, I used to eat a sandwich there as a recruit, and then I worked there as a police <laughs> officer. So, so we'll have a brand new station up on the Lothian Turnpike as well. Okay. Uh, you know, in the high school, uh, when we actually did the two middle schools, you know we, we, we fast tracked those schools, and we contracted one contractor to build two schools at the same time. We got a better rate, and they're going to be twin schools, about eighteen hundred students. The high school will be about a twenty four hundred student school. Okay. Uh, and so, and again, this is all infrastructure that's funded. This is not yeah. something we're seeking funds for. We have the funds in place to move these things forward. And and that's really about this entire board of supervisors and school board working together to, to, to say these need to be priorities. And, you know, 76% of the people who voted for that bond referendum, both in Republican, Democrat, independents, they all voted 76% over Whelmingly to approve it, and so right. we're trying to keep the promise by utilizing those dollars the way the people want them used
4: nice, nice. hey, how do you guys do uh schools naming down there? Is that an issue for you guys?
3: No uh you know Mosley Elementary School was actually put out to the community to name, uh, okay. and the community came up with different uh, names and they came up with that. They also came up with uh, uh, the the uh, mascot for the school uh, and we'll do the same with the middle school and with the high school the community will have an opportunity to have input uh, either online or through community meetings and they'll come up with uh, what we think will be always a great name uh, for the schools and mascots and you know when we did the dedication for Mosley one of the things that someone came forward with they asked for a footbridge to go from one of the neighborhoods behind there and you know it was an afterthought it wasn't something that was planned with the school I thought it was a great idea. We found the money to do it, and the footbridge is actually being constructed. And I was there the other day, and I watched two kids come down the hill, go over the footbridge, go over the creek, and then come up to the school to play. So we know they're going to use it. I love and, and so, again, that was a suggestion from a parent, or multiple parents, actually, in the neighborhood to say, can we get this? And I said, well, let me see what we can do, and we're doing it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea that you got kids walking to school or walking to some place to play. That's, uh, I mean, that's a real neighborhood feel, Kevin. That's the way it's supposed to be.
3: That's the deal. And we wanted to make it more accessible and safe because the kids are going to come down the hill anyway. Yeah. So, in putting a nice, safe walkway in, it's they won't have to worry about them getting fallen in the creek, hurting themselves, slipping on rocks, you know. It, and they can even ride their bikes through there.
4: I love it. I love it. Kevin, I appreciate you being here with the update. Great news and uh, great work. That is Kevin Carroll. Uh, Kevin is, uh, I think, a great guy. He's a member of the uh, Chesterfield County Board of Supervisors. Represents the uh, Metolica District, a retired uh, Sergeant from the uh, Chesterfield County Police. I've known Kevin for years. Kevin, Kevin and I, I think, are the two most active New England Patriots fans in the community. Um, but uh, he is a rock solid guy, and it's just always good to have him on here because invariably, invariably, he's got such great news about what's going on in Chesterfield. And-, and given that I have a lot of friends in Chesterfield, I'm I'm just happy to hear it. I really am. Thanks again, Kevin. It is three forty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. 52, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Uh, remind you about our text line, 833 804 1140 757 texts and says, Jeff, I cannot believe my ears. I was listening to NPR while the stations were scanning, and they did a whole piece on Hamas and Hezbollah with sympathy. I heard the rumors about it being severely slanted, but this was something that should stop all donors. I, I changed the station after I listened for almost 10 minutes, thinking it would take a turn for reality, but it didn't. What propaganda? I can't believe NPR. I can. It, it, it's an awful product. But when you talk about bias... The vast majority of folks in newsrooms are leftists. That's just the way it is. And you talk about embarrassing pieces of pseudo-reporting. Sadly, this very radio station the other day, right on these airwaves that we care so much about, reported with glee and pride how Israel had bombed a hospital in Gaza hundreds dead now of course it turns out that was all a bunch of crap but we didn't get any apologies right you didn't hear one of these uh, nitwits from ABC radio news stand up and say oh gosh well you know no so uh, it, it just is what it is it is the advice that I give to everybody uh, who's running for office, who's a conservative, says, Jeff, I don't think I'm going to be treated fairly. How do I get treated fairly? I says, well, number one, you're not going to be treated fairly. And number two, get over it. Take a lap. Rub some dirt on it. You just have to know that. Uh, someone else says, hey, Jeff, I love these ads against Republicans that say they want to ban books in your child's school. I guess the Democrats support elementary school students seeing porn. Yeah, apparently they do. Somebody else was uh, calling out Gary Hess. Said, Gary Hess this morning said that that uh, porn actress candidate, Susanna Gibson, had allegedly made a porn movie. Well, I didn't actually hear that, but I am here to say to my friend Gary, Gary, I watched what she did. Make no mistake, she made a whole bunch of porn movies. And there are lots of questions now. What sorts of rules were violated? What sorts of laws were violated? Clearly, the Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico County doesn't seem to care at all about any potential legal issues related to her uh, fellow Democrat, uh, the porno star, Susanna Gibson. But maybe somebody else will pay attention. Maybe the Attorney General's office is looking into that. Maybe the IRS is, right? Because somebody's saying, well, who was she raising the money for? Did she pay taxes on it? God, I don't know. But it's twisted to be sure. Hey, you got a great opportunity here until uh, we reconvene at uh, 405. Jump online, newsradio, newsradio.wrba.com. Newsradio wrva.com. Get your tickets for politics and pints presented by Chronic Care of Richmond. Oh, and tomorrow morning, six AM. Make sure you're listening to my friends, John Reed and Gary S. It is 356. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 5. Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA It is Tuesday afternoon Quick reminder, tomorrow afternoon, Alan Dershowitz will be with us, uh, Professor Emeritus from Harvard University, coming up at uh, 5.35 today Shannon Dillon Talk with her about this uh, just horrifying increase in crime in Henrico County, why? Well, because Criminals are treated really well by the Commonwealth's attorney. Doesn't matter how many folks the Henrico County Police Division lock up. They, unfortunately, are beginning to realize that Henrico, like the city of Richmond, will uh, treat them quite kindly and will not prosecute them. And uh, therefore, well, you're seeing what you're seeing. But anyway, uh, Shannon Dillon will be with us at uh, 535. Let me take a moment to salute uh, John Kirby. John Kirby said, hey, this is war. And you know what happens in war, amongst other things? Innocent people die. Terrible thing to understand, but it's the truth. And make no mistake, Joe Biden, because he's a weak, 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 quizzling. I mean, he's, he's a terrible human being, but just a weak individual as well. He uh, is pressuring. Bibi Netanyahu is pressuring the the leadership in Israel not to go into Gaza. Oh, sorry, that's not going to accomplish anything. Israel has to go into Gaza. Israel has to, in many ways, decimate parts of Gaza. They have to eradicate completely Hamas. And guess what? Some innocent people are going to die. This whole idea of, quote, proportionality, the, the rules of war, all of this comes into play after Hamas slaughtered more than a 1,000 innocent Israelis. And that, by the way, is the way it always works. Always works that way. The terrorists, Hamas in this case, Slaughter innocents, and then the left says, Oh, well, don't punish them too much. Oh, don't punish them too much. And we have a collection of useful idiots in America. Many of them are on college campuses now. Oh, what a pain it is to see them on college campuses. Some of these college students uh, ripping down posters posters of missing human beings. And they're ripping them down. Why? Because they're Israeli. I forget what college is, but we have a couple of a college nitwits. Truly useful idiots.
2: Cut number seven. You're terrorism, really? You guys read really are killing terrorism? I cowards should be ashamed of yourself. To be ashamed of yourself. These people are killing innocent civilians. They killed friends of ours, families. People here are affected directly, and you guys are denying it, taking them out, spreading hate, encouraging anti-Semitism. Dude, you literally know I'm Jewish. Like I've been. That's <laughs> not Jewish. Sure. That makes it much better. No, but
0: I'm saying, like, you have no right to tell people that their beliefs are wrong or that it's not a supporting... belief condemning no, hamas
2: is not a belief you don't they have they to believe this? to think that, that, that raping someone it's wrong you don't have to believe that someone getting you, kidnapped that baby's getting beheaded that 85 year old grandmother is getting kidnapped it's it, it, it's it's wrong that's not a belief that's not an opinion and if it is of course i don't respect it
0: why are you filming because what's your point
2: what to, to show where the, of the hate is coming from in this campus most jewish students don't feel safe because a lot of other students are, are, are doing it and the worst place is that there's Jewish students like you, unfortunately, who, like, encourage them to continue doing this and they get validated by you.
0: You don't know what... Look, you are reading into propaganda. Sure. Yeah. Tell
2: hmm? me, tell me. You're tell
0: supporting me. occupation. An illegal occupation that's been posture? happening for 75 years. It's about
2: Hamas and, and, and the atrocities and the, all of the workers they're committing. It's not about anything else. You're not condemning terrorists? That shit is wrong. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself.
4: She should absolutely be ashamed of herself. What an embarrassment. What a disgusting display. People ask me all the time, Jeff, how how is it possible for for Jewish people to be uh, anti-Israel? Well, what we find in America, especially, is that uh, for many Jewish Americans, being Jewish has nothing to do with being Jewish. It has nothing to do with uh, an actual faith or a, a system of beliefs, a religion. It has become really a left wing, secular thing. And, and it's awful. It's absolutely positively awful. I told you, I made the mistake the other day. There's a, uh, a Facebook group, Jewish RVA, and then they put up another one, Jewish RVA Israel. So I thought, oh, okay, well, there's not that many Jews in Central Virginia. When you look at the big picture, you know, some communities, it's a, a, a very sizable Jewish population. Central Virginia, I mean, there's a chunk of us, but not not huge numbers. And uh, I was invited to be part of the group on Facebook, and I was, and then I started reading some of the stuff. It's like, oh, here we go. Left wing crap. Oh, we need to salute Joe Biden for going to Israel. Oh, we need to call the White House and thank them. And I said, I said, well, why don't we thank him as well for his financing of Iran and his promise to give money to Hamas? Of course, that that was, you know, uh, offended the delicate sensibilities. So I, I've I've muted both groups. I just because I just I don't have time for it. I just can't be bothered with it. And it's so painful. It really is. It's just so damn painful. To see some of the Jewish useful idiots who have decided, well, we're going to be anti-Israel. Why? Because we're leftists, that's what it is. They're leftists. I've got a couple of other little snippets I got to share with you, but uh, let me let me just give you a little piece of Joe Biden because this one is really bizarre. Uh, he's he's giving, a, well, I guess it's a speech, right? And then all of a sudden, he he announces that he has to go to the Situation Room. Now when you're for going? the first
2: time in a long time, we're investing Because for the first time in a long time, we're investing in America. And we're investing in American people. We're investing in our future. I can honestly say I've never been more optimistic about America's future. I want to thank you, and I'm going to leave you now with Secretary Gina Raimondo, who's been the engine behind this uh, effort. And she's going to lead the discussion with representatives from these tech hubs on the screen behind me for all of you to see. I apologize. I have to go to the situation with another issue that I have to deal with. Thank you, thank you,
4: thank you. So I watched that, and I got to tell you, his face looks a little weird when he says he has to go to the situation room. So I'm—I honest to God now, I'm sitting here as I'm watching it and listening to it and thinking, is that like a code? You know, like I got to go to the situation room, and his handlers off to the uh, side are going, "Oh, that means he's got to go. He's got to go to the bathroom. Oh, he's got. Oh, he's got to do number two. Repeat. POTUS has to do number two. Oh." He may already have done number two. All right, let's shuffle him off to the situation room. He thinks it's a situation room. Everybody else knows, oh, it's, it's the men's room, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's get him cleaned up and put him back in the game, I guess. Hey, uh, Politics and Pints presented by Chronicare of Richmond is coming up. It's, uh, is it a week? Yeah, a week and a day. A uh, week from tomorrow. Wednesday, November the 1st, 7 p.m., the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Uh, as always, we are uh, right there getting to a sellout. I would urge you, please, uh, get your tickets while you can still get your tickets. It's just that simple. We always have a great time. We really, really do. We, we kick around so many different uh, issues. Uh, some screaming. There's some hollering. There's a couple of headlocks. Uh, flying drop kick. Once in a while, but it's it's good stuff, and it really is good fun, and it involves a pint of beer. So how could it possibly be bad? I'd love to have you join us again. It's Wednesday, November the 1st, 7 p.m., the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell, Politics and Pints, presented by Chronic Care of Richmond. The only way to get your tickets is to pop online. Head on over now, NewsRadio, WRBA.com, NewsRadio.com. WRVA.com 421 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. I, just because I'm looking at it, I can tell you that Thursday and Friday are even warmer, will be 80, 81, and then Saturday and Sunday, oh, oh 84 degrees. I am excited about that I've had enough of winter. All one week of it, sort of, kind of. Oh, and by the way, thank you to everybody who reached out about our plants. Right, yesterday was sort of a crisis. Oh my God, there's a frost advisory. Now, what do I know about a frost advisory? A frost advisory for me should be something you encounter on the outside of a class. But okay, uh, so so Heidi's got this place done up like it's uh, some Amazonian jungle, and and all sorts of stuff outside. And she didn't get back from the airport until I don't. 9 o'clock or 9.30 or something like that. So here I am. I'm looking at the the thermometer and I'm asking Alexa all these questions about, uh, you know, how low that's going to go and do I need to bring plants in. And then so many people said, Jeff, all you got to do for temperatures like this: throw a sheet over it, throw a blanket over it, put a tarp over it. Do you know what happened? And, and I'm very happy to say I had to do nothing, which, as you may or may not know, is one of the things I do the best. Nothing. Uh, Heidi came home and uh, she had some special plant temperature app thing and said, oh, no, they can all stay outside. And uh, they'll actually enjoy the rest of the week when we're back into the 70s. And they said, OK, fine, leave them out. So they look great. They're all fine. Thank you very much. Uh, my buddy Chris Gumenez is, is going to join us at uh, 5.05. Chris is the assistant special agent in charge of the Richmond District Office of the Drug Enforcement Administration. They got a lot of stuff coming up. They've got Squirrel Louis coming up. You know, our pal Parney and the uh, squirrels do that every year over at the Diamond. Uh, the DEA is going to be part of that. I think they've got a big take back day coming up that's going to be at the Capitol. So this is really cool stuff. And. I have said this before, no doubt about it. I I, I bleed blue, you know that. I'm, I haven't worn a uniform in forever in a day, but uh, just law enforcement is sort of my stuff. Uh, all of that uh, being said, I, I will tell you that our DEA office punches above its weight class and has for years. Really has. They do such incredible work. At uh, our uh, local Richmond District office, and so anyway, I'm very happy to say that uh, Chris Gumenez, who is the uh, assistant special agent in charge, is going to be with us. We're to chat with him at 5:05. We've got Craig Peterson joining us at 4:35, as he does every Tuesday. Craig, of course, is the well, he's he's our tech guy. He knows every single solitary thing about tech. Uh, last couple of weeks, I know we've chatted a lot about what's happened to tech as a result of uh, what's happening in Israel. And you have to remember in Israel, 360,000 reservists were called up for And there's a lot of tech that is developed in and operated in Israel. So you and I may very well be seeing some of the fallout from that. And uh, we'll, we'll chat with Craig as he, as he always does. He provides us with some great opportunities, great insight on how to stay a little bit safer online. Tomorrow afternoon, Alan Dershowitz will be with us. Looking forward to that. If you missed our conversation yesterday with Dinesh D'Souza, all you have to do is go online. NewsRadioWRBA.com. NewsRadioWRBA.com. You take a listen to it over there. And while you are over there, uh, you've got uh, got a few moments here. Head on over to NewsRadioWRBA.com. Get yourself your tickets for Politics and Pints presented by chronic care of Richmond okay uh, the only way to get your tickets is online it is a show that you really don't want to miss uh, I don't know how many more will will do you know well I mean these are these are things that you think about I mean we've hit the five-year mark uh, I don't know maybe are you tired of it am I tired of it is John Reed tired of it I don't know so I'm just I'm just saying Now's the time to go and get your tickets. NewsradioWRVA.com. You do not want to miss it. Something else you don't want to miss, first thing in the morning, 6 a.m., my friend John Reed is here, always does an incredible job. 426, Jeff Katz, Newsradio WRVA. 435, Jeff Katz, Newsradio WRVA. Let me share with you some actual breaking news Tom Emmer has now dropped out of the race to become Speaker of the House. That was uh, posted at 429. 429 this afternoon. Tom Emmer dropped out of the race to become Speaker of the House. I do not know where they go next. No idea. No idea. Um, we'll see. I mean, look, gang, all I can tell you, I know, at least in theory, right, Republicans are my team, I'm rooting for my team, but there are some folks who are, you know, allegedly on my team who don't seem to have a plan. Like, you don't blow up the ship first and then say, huh, and anybody have a life raft? And just between you and me, I don't think Tom Emmer was a good candidate to begin with. He's hardly, uh, hardly like a real big-time conservative. But anyway, all right, so that's that's the latest. That's the latest. Uh, tomorrow, our pal Parney is going to be dropping by. I mentioned squirrel a That's actually a big thing, and it's such a great thing that the squirrels do. So uh, Parney will be with us at uh, 4.05. Tomorrow afternoon, Alan Dershowitz, Professor Emeritus from harvard university will be with us uh tuesday afternoons i'm always happy to uh, welcome craig peterson to the show uh great stuff about tech and staying safe online and and given that i had to watch another one of these nitwit computer uh corporate training videos today i, I feel it's appropriate uh, <laughs> craig thank you so much for being here hey you are welcome and and yes i have been following this whole
5: technology and this israel hamas conflict as well yeah
4: yeah, so I, I want to talk about that and how that's impacting us. And I, I one of the things you were talking about uh, in your newsletter this week is all about real digital security. And the reason it it strikes me, I had to take about four and a half minutes out of my day today to watch a stupid online corporate training video telling me that I I shouldn't fill out one of those, hey, which rock star are you profiles, because it could steal all (laughs) of my vital information and uh, some of my precious, I don't know, blood or brain matter or something. It's just such a waste of time. God, I'll never get so that are, time are, back.
5: So we, we, what are you? Are you Mick, Mick Jagger? What, what no, did you
4: find out? Uh, no, every guy <laughs> in this is Harry Styles. So, you know, it just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I go. Mean, yeah. Is that just to make, like, the corporate boss think they're doing something?
5: Yeah, it is. This is such a huge problem for businesses, right? You've got your intellectual property that's yeah. being stolen by everybody, but particularly by China, right? Yep. And and so it's, if you're a public company or even a private company or somebody that has venture capital backing, you now have some really valuable IP, intellectual property. Yeah. So they all want to protect it. But how do you protect it? You know, there's companies out there that send phishing emails, these emails that try to get you to do something that is not going to help you maybe make life a little bit worse. But Mm -hmm. they send these phishing emails on purpose to their employees. And then some companies, it's so bad, Jeff, that they say, hey, if you have fallen for our little trap, we set up for you three times, you're fired. It's, uh, it's really crazy what some of these company, companies are doing. And, uh, you know, so what do you do? What is the right way to handle it? So what, with our clients, what we tend to do is we put pretty heavy filters in place about what sites they can go to and also restrict what ads can be seen, right? So you mm-hmm. might go to a, a perfectly good website to find out from a new name, a major publisher, and on that site is an ad. And here's the problem we're having now with ads. And we have been for a couple of years, really. But these ads are placed there by advertising networks. So you might have noticed DoubleClick is owned by Google and there's various others. So what the bad guys are doing is they buy ads that show up on The websites that you and I think are just perfectly fine, right? Of course I'm going to go there to check out something. Uh, But that ad is actually malicious, if you can believe it. And so now you click on that ad. You you click on finding out if you really are as handsome as Mick Jagger. And... (laughs) and you're now in trouble because uh, you've gone to one of these bad guys, these hackers websites. So these hosers will go ahead now and will start tracking you. Where have you been? What are you looking for? So they can move the next step and start fishing you, making it look like they know who you are. They're a good friend, college, et cetera. Okay. So, you know they're they're trying to respond. I appreciate what your company's trying to do, letting you guys know, build awareness, but most of the time you can get that information by just reading my newsletter by exactly. by just having uh, just having a a a short little email just reminding people about what's happening right now as opposed to making you watch these. Stupid videos. Pardon well, my French, but, you know. I'll
4: tell you what, Craig, you could also eliminate the problem if you decided not to hire people dumb enough to uh, fill out all this <laughs> stuff on a, on a company laptop, right? I mean, seriously, yeah. if you have a company laptop, and I do, I have it in a separate building. I use it mm-hmm. for company stuff, uh and that's it. It doesn't even come inside the house. It's got a separate password, all the rest of that. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe, maybe I'm the uh, the unusual one in that, but I, I don't use it for anything else. It's strictly work-related.
5: Well, and that's exactly what you should be doing. You've got to keep them separate, even if you're working from home. Yeah. The ideal thing to do is, is have a segregated network that, that your home computers cannot reach the computer you're using for business because VPNs can also be can be uh hijacked right so oh, your your kid is there and you know your 16 year old son and uh, who knows where he's been online <laughs> and and uh, that his computer gets infected and then it cross infects your computer and then it spreads over to the corporate network oh, and you know there's something else too in my newsletter this week about this i, I don't know if you saw it but A lot of businesses are trying to supervise these laptops, right? So you're taking it home. They're locking it down. They're putting their anti-malware software on there. They're restricting where you can go online. They're making sure that any files that are company files are kept in a, a company server somewhere. And they're also, in many cases, taking snapshots of where you are online. They're, taking, they're monitoring your keystrokes. What are you doing? Where are you going? What are you typing? And a lot of people have gotten used to that, particularly if you're doing kind of these, these bit jobs, right, where yep. uh, pay five bucks and get somebody to make a graphic for you, right? right. Um, so th- there's a lot of this monitoring going on. But now there's this thin line that uh, Wired was talking about that put in my newsletter between it's supervising those employees that have that laptop, and training your replacement. Now, we've heard of that before, right, where it, the company brings in people from overseas or they send you overseas to train a whole new team that is actually going to be taking your job. Now there's concern that because companies have been monitoring what you're doing with their computers, perfectly legal, they have the ability to train AIs, artificial intelligence, to do your job in some of these cases so it it's interesting right again a double-edged sword
4: yeah well i think for a lot of these companies they are going to find that uh, they're going to need to train these ai things to uh Apparently, order a lot of stuff off of Amazon and watch uh, student cat videos during the workday. Uh, what about this security measures? Because you mentioned this in this week's newsletter, Craig. There are there are just other ways to go, like passwords. We all same thing. We get this notice. I don't know. Every eleven days, you got to change your password. Include the name of a zoo animal, and you know, blah 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 blah. blah. But you're yeah. saying it's it's like the weakest way to secure things.
5: Yeah, absolutely. That's the, our, my feature article we wrote this week. Uh, and go th- we go through the fact that it is the weakest link to use a password. Uh, we've talked before about two-factor authentication. In some cases, you know, the bank will send you a text message. That's not safe, by the way. A lot of people have had millions of dollars stolen from them because they, they got a text message in order to verify who they are. Um, biometric is getting really into into form now and Microsoft and Google and others are pushing this heavily. So what would happen now is you use a token. So you, you go to log into your Google site, for instance, Gmail, whatever it might be. And now your computer can generate a token based on your fingerprint or your face, et cetera, et cetera. So you don't have to remember an account name or a password or anything else. So biometric is moving in. And I've got a big explanation about these that, that you can dig into. But, yeah, passwords are not good anymore. There's uh, literally billions of passwords that have been stolen. And what surprised me when I looked at those hard numbers a couple of weeks ago is that of those, I, I think it's 4 billion stolen passwords, 70% of them are unique so it's not everybody using password as a password. Seventy percent of these passwords are unique passwords. We think we've done a good job and, and we haven't.
4: Wow. Oh my gosh. That's
5: terrifying.
4: That I mean it really is, Craig. That's uh wow. <laughs> That's that's, yeah. that's incredible. So so maybe moving towards that whole biometric thing. But then you know what? I don't know that I want the the company or the laptop company or Google or anybody else having my my iris print or my fingerprints. Yeah. You know
5: that's the thing, right? You've yeah. seen these guys at Clear. I have a friend of mine who's an attorney, and he's so excited. I go to the airport, and all I have to do is have my iris scan. I'm thinking, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, one thing about the password is you can change it. Right. But unless you're Tom Cruise, um, you can't change your eyeballs uh, in reference to a That's Tom Cruise movie, right. of course. Yes. <laughs> you know? and,
4: but, so, Craig, you and I have seen the movies, too, where you know that becomes <laughs> currency, and all of a sudden somebody's walking around with an eyeball or an extra hand in their pocket. No, no, no.
2: Yeah,
5: oh. <laughs> yeah absolutely true. So I, I, the biometric, the way Apple does it is the way to do it. And, and that is, for instance, your face or your thumbprint is, Encrypted. It's stored on the phone inside this module that is almost impossible to get into. It. I I call it elephant snot. Right. You're never getting anything out of this. Okay. And uh, it it works really, really well. And the guys clear. These are the airport guys that scan your iris so that you can go quick, more quickly through. They're saying, "Well, we're kind of doing the same thing. We're not. We're just doing a hash of your iris. We're not actually." sending your eye print up to the cloud. But I, I just get nervous. It's more and more intrusive all of the time. Right. And the bad guys are always one step ahead, yeah. right? Uh, right? Legislation is always one, two, three, four, five, ten steps behind, and it's that's usually right. wrong. That's right. So, uh, you know, we have to take care of this ourselves. And, and that's why I'm, I, I spend all of this time Talking about this with people, trying to help them out, right? And they, it, it's so important to understand. Wow!
4: All right, Craig. Uh, I want people to get the uh, the newsletter. Of course, the best way for them to do that is
5: well, if you go to Craig Peterson dot com, Peterson s o n dot com slash subscribe. I'd be glad to send it to you. I'll send you this week's and then the future ones. And it, you know, Jeff, as you mentioned, it's all free. And there is a lot of good information in there. Oh,
4: there's great information in there, Craig. Don't don't sell yourself short. There's great information. Hey, can I give you a project for next week? Can we talk a little bit about how the uh, the situation in Israel is affecting tech around the world?
5: Sure, you got
4: it. All right, my friend. Thank you, sir. That is Craig Peterson, and uh, if you will go to his website, CraigPeterson.com slash subscribe, you can get signed up for his newsletter. It is free of charge. I am telling you. You know. You listen to me. I am not the biggest tech guy. I am not a luddite, but I am not the biggest tech guy. But man, I read through this stuff. I get great ideas, great tips, and and Craig is just he's he's a great, great guy. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Five oh five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening now. And a couple of uh, quick reminders, things that uh, we are dealing with. Shannon Dillon will be with us at uh, 535, just about a half hour from now. Talk about the uh, criminal situation in Henrico. Folks who are in Henrico think, wow, we've got a great police division. That's true. You got a Commonwealth's attorney who is way more concerned, way more concerned with criminals, than she is with the victims of criminals. That's a problem. It's terrible when you take a look around Central Virginia. The the only locale that has a consistently pro law enforcement, pro decent person agenda is up here in Hanover County. Right? You take a look at the Goochland County Commonwealth's attorney, terrible job, terrible job out there, this caudal character. Doesn't prosecute stuff, doesn't get along with this sheriff, didn't get along with the other sheriff, can't get along with the, uh, the clerk of courts. I mean, it's like a laughingstock. Down in uh, Chesterfield, good lord. Commonwealth's attorney down there, Davenport, so bad that uh, Billy Davenport, who had been the longtime Commonwealth's attorney, has gone to such great lengths to say, hey, just FYI, uh, she's not related to me and I'm not endorsing her. Uh, He's come out and endorsed Aaron Barr. Anyway, we got all of that that we are dealing with. Tomorrow afternoon, Alan Dershowitz will join us. If you did miss the conversation with Dinesh D'Souza, uh, head online to newsradiowrva.com and you can take a listen to it there. My buddy Parney is going to be with us tomorrow and uh, he's going to be talking a little bit about Squirrel Squirreloween. And my friends over the DEA, our Richmond office, uh, involved in doing so much good in our community. And that includes squirrel uh, Chris Goumanis is the uh, assistant special agent in charge for our uh, Richmond office of the DEA. Chris, thank you for being here.
3: Jeff, it's always a pleasure being on your radio show and getting chance to talk to your listeners. I really appreciate having me.
4: Absolutely, sir. The pleasure is always mine. Let's start first with uh, your activities. You guys are going to be at squirrel right? Well, actually, if we can back back up,
3: we've got uh, three great outreach events uh, before we get to Squirrel Wing, because I, I love that event. But before we get to that one, actually, tomorrow, we teamed up with the director of public safety's office in the Commonwealth, as well as Virginia State Police and um, the Capitol Police. And we're going to have a mini take back on, um, on the square there at 109 uh, Governor Street. We're going to have the big take-back out there. We're going to have the big one pill can kill event. Uh, we're going to be out there from 10 to 2. So that's going to uh, be a
4: prelude to our big event on Saturday. Oh, wow. All right. Now, Now the event up there at the Capitol, is that is that open to everybody? That is.
3: It's going to be, like I said, we're going to be right in the 100 block of Governor. So if you want to, you know, clean out your medicine cabinet a little bit early and don't want to wait until Saturday, we'll be right there be there from 10 to 2, or 10 to 3 with the state police as well as with capital police um, and we'll be taking back your medicine and we'll be disposing of it properly so it doesn't get in the hands of the children or into the environment and cause
4: problems. Oh, I love that. I love that. Chris Goumen is joining us. He's this assistant special agent in charge for our uh, Richmond District Office of the F- of the uh, DEA. So, uh, Chris, let me ask you about the even bigger take-back event and then we'll jump around with Squirreloween. The big take Absolutely. about uh, take back event is that this saturday
3: yes sir 25th uh 25th <clears throat> uh take back is saturday october 28th from 10 to 2 um we'll be in over 100 locations across the commonwealth um last year you know last, i'm sorry in april in the spring we took back seventeen thousand pounds of medicine yes. across the commonwealth and wow. i challenge all your listeners let's beat that record this year Let's beat yeah. that record. You know, that's, uh, what was that, a little over eight tons of medicine we took back? Let's oh beat that God. record this year. I want to see 10 to 12 tons.
4: Now, now Chris, you're talking about 17,000 pounds. I mean, the logistics to handle that and then dispose of it, that, it seems like that's got to be a full-time job.
3: Well, my you know, my Richmond Diversion and, and Roanoke Diversion and, and the Norfolk Diversion, of course, uh, Washington Diversion, uh, they do a great job. And... And they, they take care of it and then we, you know, we provide security and get it out and we get it destroyed, get it burned and destroyed and, um, and, and you know, keep it out of the environment, keep it out of the hands of kids, keep it out of the hands of addicts. Um, it's, it's just best to clean out. And, you know, we do these events two times a year. We do them in the spring and April and then we do it in October. It's just a good time for the average public to get out there and clean out their medicine cabinets two times a year so these, these medicines don't sit around, especially the uh, opioids. Um, yes. I know you've seen a lot of my posts out there. You know, our labs have come back, and, and when it comes to counterfeit pills, they're saying 7 out of 10 now. 7 out of 10 wow. counterfeit pills contain a lethal dose of fentanyl. Oh, my gosh. And our national take-back events are, are great ways to get those medicines and get them destroyed properly.
4: Chris, one of the things that you and the team at the DEA have talked about is this whole idea that one kill can kill remind everybody really what that means so that's 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 our big campaign against the counterfeit pills
3: Um counterfeit pills are not you know they're not made in a, a laboratory they're made in clandestine settings uh, most time across the border down in, in very um, very seedy areas Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you can be the best chemist in the world, but if you don't have quality controls, you don't. You, you can have a hot batch go into a certain amount of tablets, and anything more than two milligrams can kill you. And you know, just for site comparison, that's about the tip of a pencil. Um, that's enough metat- That's enough fentanyl that can kill you. So you know, right now, our lab, every every clandestine pill or counterfeit pill we see, seven out of ten have a lethal dose, 7 out of 10. So, you know, we see 100 pills, that means 70 of them have a deadly dose of fentanyl in them. Um, It's just, this is a a catastrophic drug that's hit our market, and we as society need to do a better job to not only eradicate it, but to keep it out of the hands of our kids. I know I've told you a thousand times, and I say it all the time, kids need to learn from their mistakes. They should not die from their first mistake. Right. This is not the '80s anymore, where a kid may experiment with marijuana. You experiment with one of these pills, they may wake—you know—they may never wake up. Jeez. And that's why I always say they should learn from their mistakes, not die from their first
4: one. Oh, so true, so true. Chris Goumen is joining us. Uh, Chris is the Assistant Special Agent in Charge of our uh, Richmond District Office of the DEA. And uh, let's talk about Take Back Day, because we, we, you're talking about cleaning out your medicine cabinets, and uh, for those people who are saying, well, why? Why do I need to bother getting rid of stuff? It's not really taking up that much room. What What's the motivation, Chris? Why do I need to do that?
3: Well, it's, it's a, there's a bunch of reasons for it, Jeff. First and foremost is medicines expire. They're not good for you when they're outside their expiration dates. So get them to us. Let us take care of them, because, believe it or not, a lot of... Teens and preteens start experimenting with drugs from their own parents' medicine cabinets or their grandparents' mm-hmm. medicine cabinets. So let's get them out of there. Let's not even tempt the kids that way. That's number one. Number two, and, I, and, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a parent, and I'm a firm believer, in, is the environment as well. You know, a lot of people say, oh, this is expired. Let me just dump it down the toilet or dump it down the drain. Right. Well, that's not good for our water system. Get them to us. Let us properly dispose of them. No questions asked. We'll take care of them. And the other thing, too, is we'll take care of your vape devices. You have those vape devices so they don't get the of kids. Give them to us. As long as you remove the battery, we'll get rid of those as well.
4: Oh, now you mentioned no questions asked. That's a big one, Chris. Somebody who is saying, hey, I've got something that I, I probably shouldn't have, they can still drop that off, and you're not, like, grabbing them and saying, hey, we're going to charge you with this, right? Wrap it up, give
3: it in a bag, and we'll take care of it. Okay. No questions asked, Jeff. Okay.
4: All right. Well, that's an important thing. And and this idea, as you said, Chris, we're, we're sitting here as fathers. Uh, we, we'd each like to think we've got really, really great kids, and they're still making mistakes, but you don't want a, a, a mistake, as you say, to be fatal. Make a mistake, do something bad, learn from it, but don't die from it. That's That's got to be the key message here.
3: Absolutely, and and I I I truly believe in that. And I've been to enough family summits, enough uh, community outreach to listen to the heartbreaking stories of parents walking into their children's bedrooms where the night before they were talking to them and everything was fine. The next morning they've got to wake them up for some event or something or school, and they're blue as can be, Mm -hmm. dead, gone. No amount of Narcan can save them. No emergency, you know, professional can help. And it's the most heartbreaking, heart-wrenching thing to hear. And we, as in law enforcement, know we're not going to rest our way out of this. Right. We have to do the, the the community outreach, and it starts at home. And, and again, you know, we can't be everywhere, but these take-backs are just one way to get them back. Yeah. The other ways of getting them out is, as you said, the squirreling events that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But, yeah. you know, we at the DEA, we 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 are an enforcement agency and we will go out and enforce but we're also letting the public know we're out here doing our community events and we want to be we're part of the community with everybody else we get sent here we grow up in these communities we live in That's these right. communities our kids go to school in these communities and we want to help just as much as the next person
4: now for the big take back on saturday uh, mostly local law enforcement agencies those are the drop-off points well, yes, we
3: got them all over. If you're listening we just want to go to DEA.gov. As soon as you go on DEA.gov between now and Saturday, there is a huge banner that comes across with National Take Back. You can see you click on the menu there, and it will drop down, and there's a site that says Collection Sites. You click on Collection Sites, and you can put in your zip code. You can put in your town, your city, your county, and it will bring up all collection sites across the Commonwealth, the closest one to you. You can go there. You'll be out there from Saturday, 10 to 2. You don't even got to get out your car. Pull up to the site, and an agent or a diversion investigator will come up, grab your uh, medicine, and you're on your way. And you've just done a little bit, a little bit extra to not only protect our kids, but also to protect our environment, and we appreciate
4: it. Uh, Great stuff. Chris Goumenas is is the uh, assistant special agent in charge of our Richmond district office of the DEA. Now, talk to me a little bit about Squirreloween, because uh, that's just flat-out fun, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is.
3: And let me tell you, the Richmond Flying Squirrels are great partners. This is the second year in a row the DEA has been involved with Squirreloween. We love the event. Last year we had 1,000 kids come through the stadium and and trick-or-treat inside the stadium. We're expecting double that this year. It's a free event uh sponsored by us with the Richmond Flying Squirrels and please come out to the diamond if you're in the area between 5:30 and 8:30 on Friday night it's going to be a lot of fun I don't want to give up my uh my diversion group but they've been putting together some special costumes to ride the last year's and, and and they look awesome
4: Oh wow! All right. Well, listen. I, as you know, I hope you know, uh, I am always so impressed with the crew you've got over there on Green Court, and I, I, I say this from the bottom of my heart. You guys are doing uh, just amazing work. You you are consistently punching above your your, uh, your weight class, if you will, uh, making big busts, but more importantly, uh, getting out there in the community, worried about our kids, actively protecting them, whether it is Squirrel Squirreloween or the big take-back event coming up uh, at the state capitol or, or the big, big take-back coming up on Saturday. Chris, we just appreciate everything you're doing. We really, really do.
3: All right, and I appreciate it, Jeff, and I challenge your listeners. Let's beat that 17,000 pounds this year. I, I want to be able to hit 20. I'd like to have 10 tons uh, brought back in.
4: Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You, you Let's get through this, and we'll circle back, I don't know, in another week or two after you have the numbers, and let's see if we can do it, all right?
3: All right, awesome, Jeff. I always love to come on.
4: Thank you, my friend. That is Chris Gumenez. Chris is uh, one of the good guys. I mentioned Green Court. That's the uh, uh, Richmond District Office for the DEA. Solid, solid folks. Let me tell you something. Uh, The best of the best. And they are, well, they're just doing great work. They're doing great work. And you've got some opportunities here. Obviously, the fun part Squirreloween. Uh, Coming up at the Diamond, and we've got our buddy Parney is going to be on tomorrow afternoon to talk a little bit about that. And then Saturday, a chance for you to get into your medicine cabinet or the drawer, wherever you're keeping that medication, and look at it and say, okay, it's expired. It's not going to work the same. may, in fact, be uh, detrimental to your health after it expires. I don't know, but... A uh, good chance to just uh, get rid of it, be done with it, uh, protect your kids, protect the grandkids, uh, protect the environment. Sounds to me like it's a big win. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 535. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA, Tuesday evening. Quick reminder: Tomorrow afternoon, Professor Alan Dershowitz will be with us. We'll be uh, talking about the the vicious conduct on college campuses. Not just students, but the administration getting in on this. It's just absolutely appalling. So. Tomorrow afternoon, Professor Alan Dershowitz will be here. Uh, If you missed my conversation with Dinesh D'Souza yesterday, you can head on over to NewsRadioWRVA.com and uh, take a listen to it over there. Uh, There is a problem in Henrico County uh, in terms of criminal activity. Uh, One statistic that just absolutely shocks and appalls me is that there has been a 74% increase in murders in the last five years in Henrico. And I, I just, I don't quite understand what's going on there. Shannon Dillon is running for Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico. She's got a handle on this. Shannon, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thanks for having me, Jeff. I really appreciate it.
4: Tell me, what exactly is going on in the CA's office in Henrico with, uh, with Shannon Taylor? Is she just not prosecuting criminals?
0: Well, it, it certainly appears that way. You know, it's like you look at her literature and you look at her on Facebook and on Twitter, and she talks about how she's keeping violent and dangerous criminals off the street. And ironically, um, since she's taken office, We've had nothing but an increase in the uptick in um, homicides. Right. I mean, obviously the worst being 2022 where we had 30, but in 2021 we had 25. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's astounding when it's a county that was typically running between 8 and 12 a mm-hmm. year, and now we're at 30, and as of July of this year, we were already at 14 homicides.
4: Wow. And and I don't think you can just say, well, Henrico County has seen an increase in population or or something like that. There's just just something more to this.
0: But it's not population, Jeff. So when you look at the current statistics, this is all based on 334,000 people. And that's what we had in 2020. That's what we had in 2021. And that's what we had in 2022. So it's not an uptick. In the population, it's an uptick in the fact that your commonwealth attorney, who is your lead prosecutor, is supposed to have a working relationship with law enforcement. She does not have that relationship, which is why they are not supporting her in this election because she does not believe in what her role is, which is to enforce the crimes or enforce the laws as they are written and to protect the 335,000 people in Henrico County. And not protect the criminals. I mean, I get their constitutional rights absolutely have to be protected. Sure. But when you're talking about the safety of the community, I laugh when I look at her, her flyers and her, her mailers and, and I think, wow, um, we're not keeping mm-hmm. the community safe. And yeah. I live in this community, my kids live in this community, and I expect you to do your job. That's right, that's right.
4: Well, it, it, it is a, a fascinating situation, as you point out. Uh, the Henrico County Police Division, uh, I think it's a great agency, a world-class collection of law enforcement officers, uh, and they've made very clear they, they don't have any confidence in, in Shannon Taylor, and they've actually endorsed you, Shannon Dillon, correct?
0: That is correct, and so has the fire department. Wow.
4: So you think this, uh, frankly, grows out of the fact that they've seen uh, the current CA up close and personal?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that they have watched over the last several years where she has taken her progressive ideology and pushed it into Henrico County. And it's, it's an ideology that I'm sure comes from the city of Richmond. But um, as we've talked about in the past, she was mm-hmm. one of the prosecutors who penned a letter to the very Democratic legislature back in 2020, um, encouraging them to change the law. And they did. And when they changed the law, the crime spiked. I mean, just in Fairfield alone, they went from having eight homicides to having 17 homicides in a year. Wow. Wow. That's, it's not only outrageous, Shannon, it's inexcusable. I agree. I agree. And speaking to victims of crimes, of crimes that aren't being prosecuted, mm-hmm. it's just disheartening. And it makes you sad to have been a former prosecutor, then a defense attorney, and now a prosecutor again, and looking at these the, the faces of these people who are just so defeated that they're... they're stories, their, uh, the defendants in their cases aren't being held accountable. And it's, it's not a matter of looking for lifetime jail sentences. It's mm-hmm. a matter of justice. And it's a matter of getting your day in court. And, and they're being denied that. And that is our job. We are civil servants. We owe it to the community to be there, to do our job, earn our salaries, and, and give people their due justice And again, justice is a different thing for every person. Not everybody wants jail time. A lot of people just want to be heard. Talk
4: a little bit about the staffing at the Henrico Commonwealth Attorney's Office. Uh, Do they? How do I phrase it delicately? I have heard, and I don't know if this is true I'm going to ask you to confirm, but I've heard that there are many people in the courthouse who frankly uh, don't see Shannon Taylor all that often.
0: Um, that is what I have heard, and that is what I have experienced when I was a defense attorney for 16 years in the Henrico court. Yeah. Um, you only ever saw her if the news media was going to appear in the courthouses because she was always there for the cameras. Right. When it came to actually being in the office, Ms. Taylor, is it is rumored, and I have it on pretty good authority, that she is roughly there one day a week if we can find her there then.
4: Wow. Uh, she's still getting the full salary, though, right?
0: Oh, yes, sir. She gets a full salary, and if you break it down to showing up one day a week, she's making roughly $4,500 a day.
3: Wow.
4: Well, that's, it's not a bad gig if you can get it, I suppose. The problem is you have 335,000 residents of Henrico County who, uh, I would dare have to say, want a, want a full-time prosecutor.
0: I, w- I would think so. And, yeah. and I think that it's the role of the prosecutor, especially the, the, the prosecutor in charge, that she demonstrate leadership. And leadership means that you are mentoring and educating and helping your much younger prosecutors mm-hmm. grow and develop and become stronger. And yeah. we don't have or see that growth and development. Honestly, the Commonwealth's office has never been as strong as it was. In 2011, when Ms. Taylor won her election, that was okay. probably the strongest Commonwealth office we've ever had. And then it just shifted from that point forward, and we've been pushing towards this ideology that just doesn't make any sense when it comes to protecting the streets, the schools, and the citizens of Henrico County.
4: This is the thing about uh, Shannon Taylor. She is, it would seem to me, these are my words, not yours, but uh, she's a politician long before she's a prosecutor, and she is really putting everything together, it it would appear, uh, to make a run for AG uh, as part of the uh, Virginia Democrats. That seems to me to be where her attention has been focused. Are, Are you hearing or seeing anything to the contrary?
0: Well, if you look at her mailers and you look at her literature, um, the names and, and, and the paid for advertisements have changed. So when she first started running for, uh, reelection this year, um, her mailers basically said that she, it was paid for and authorized by Taylor Force ca which would make sense because she's running for reelection for Commonwealth Attorney. However, she's having a fundraiser at the end of this month with Senator Tim Kaine, and the language on that invite says Shannon Taylor for Virginia. And since it's with a U.S. senator, it does appear at this juncture that we are moving from the CA's office to a run for the the VAG's office. And everybody knows that a couple years ago, that was her plan. She did not run. Um, Rumor has it that she was asked not to run. Um, she made a claim that there was so much more to do for Henrico, but we haven't done anything for Henrico. Right. And yet we're now, uh, again, having a fundraiser that says Shannon Taylor for Virginia and not for Henrico. Wow.
4: Uh, what about the, uh, the face-to-face debates? I'd have to think that uh, you and the incumbent would uh, be spending a lot of time facing off uh, throughout the county, right?
0: Uh, Well, we have challenged her to a debate on probably at least four or five separate occasions. I know that our campaign has been pushing forward. Uh, We took a poll on, um, I don't know if it was next door, Facebook, one of the social media websites, um, trying to get a um, uh, a face-to-face debate. Um, She has never responded. Her campaign has never responded. So... With less than two weeks, I mean, obviously, we are exactly two weeks from the election. I don't anticipate that Ms. Taylor will ever accept a debate with me.
4: Wow. It is incredible. Well, listen, uh, Shannon, I I appreciate you being here. I remind everybody, Shannon Dillon. Has been with us every time that uh, that we have asked to talk about these issues in Henrico. Two weeks left until Election Day, obviously. Uh, there's still folks who haven't voted. Uh, give everybody the uh, the website and uh, where they might encounter you, Shannon.
0: So our website is um, Dylan4Henrico at G. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. That's okay. That's okay. My website is Dylan4CA. And if you just look that up, I mean, it will take you right to the website. And then, of course, we have an email, which is um, dylan4ca at gmail.com. So, yeah, we are um, answering questions. We are open to discussions if people have concerns, because, of course, we are constitutional officers. And so and, of course, my opponent does, in fact, share my first and middle name. Um, I am Dylan, not Taylor, yep. and um, I do encourage everybody to go to our website, look us up, and, um, and if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. We are open to um, any questions and answering any concerns that anybody might have.
4: Well, I appreciate you being here. That is uh, the right Shannon, Shannon Dillon, who is uh, running for Commonwealth's Attorney in Henrico. And I will remind everybody she is endorsed by the Henrico County Fraternal Order of Police. And there's just nobody in the county who knows the incumbent's performance better uh, than Henrico County police officers. So the fact that the Henrico Fraternal Order of Police is endorsing her opponent, Shannon Dillon, uh, really just speaks volumes to be. 546 Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. 552, Jeff Katz News Radio, WRBA. It is Tuesday evening. Tomorrow, Professor Alan Dershowitz is going to be here. Uh, it's interesting to me to see what's going on with the uh, prosecutors in a couple of different counties henrico obviously with shannon taylor who's all about this uh, ultra left-wing progressivist restorative justice in other words uh, caring more about criminals than victims of criminals uh, down in chesterfield boy just it's it's like a, a, a circus like a clown show uh, in that ca's office and the same thing out in goochland god just a terrible terrible situation I understand that some people are not fans of law enforcement. I get it. I really do. But here's what you have to understand. If you want to live in a safe community, you want to live in a community where criminals say, huh, maybe, just maybe, uh, we should go somewhere else to commit crime. It's not all on the law enforcement officers. It's on the prosecutors. And there's a reason that you're seeing these upticks in criminal activity in Henrico and Chesterfield and Goochland. It's because the law enforcement officers in those communities are not being supported by the prosecutors, the Commonwealth's attorneys for those counties. The fact that uh, I think just about every member of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office has said that the incumbent, this Mike Caudill character, needs to go, that speaks to me. The fact that they're standing up and supporting John Lumpkin says something to me. When you 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 take a look at that, and, and then it was all it was all personal. Remember, oh, uh, he claimed he didn't get along with the old sheriff, and then he doesn't get along with the new sheriff, and he doesn't get along with the clerk of courts. Well, well, gang, there's something going on there. Down in Chesterfield, you've got uh, Davenport, right? who has just created such a a circus-like atmosphere that Billy Davenport, the longtime CA in Chesterfield County, has come out and said, whoa, (laughs) just so you know, I'm not related to her, and I'm endorsing and supporting actively her opponent, Aaron Barr. Says a lot to me when law enforcement comes out and talks about who they are supporting for Commonwealth's attorney. Now, if you're a criminal and you hear, oh, the Goochland County Sheriff's deputies are supporting this John Lumpkin's character, sure, you go and vote for his opponent. If you're in Chesterfield and you hear, oh, wait a minute, the Chesterfield County Fraternal Order of Police is endorsing Erin Barr, well, sure, you go and vote for her opponent. If you're in Henrico, and you hear that the Henrico County Fraternal Order of Police is endorsing Shannon Dillon. Sure, you go and vote for her opponent. But the rest of us, well, take a hint. Hey, uh, jump on over to NewsRadio, Get yourself your tickets right now for Politics and Pints, presented by Chronic Care of Richmond. Have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Adios, con Going home now to stay.
3: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.